Hello, and welcome to the Translation Company Talk, a weekly podcast show focusing on translation services and the language industry. The Translation Company Talk covers topics of interest for professionals engaged in the business of translation, localization, transcription, interpreting, and language technology. The Translation Company Talk is sponsored by Hybrid Links. Your host is Sultan Ghaznawi with today's episode. Welcome to this episode of the Translation Company Talk podcast. Today I'm going to be talking to Javier Diaz Fernandez Carvajal about social media and influencer marketing for LSPs. Language services companies are very active on social media and digital channels, but we will learn from Javi, as he likes to be called, about what works and how to capitalize and monetize on these platforms. Javi is a Claro's global brand champion a community builder and a connector of people. He dedicates his time in the development of Life, which is the localization community dedicated to human aspects and good leadership. Javi, welcome to the Translation Company Talk podcast. Hola, my dear Sultan. How are you doing? It's been a couple of years since the last time, right? I am so happy that you're back on this podcast, Javi. How have you been? Where, first of all, where are you actually talking to me from? <laughs> no, it's good. Last time, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I was chatting with with you from Greece because right. oh, yeah, I spend yeah. a lot of time there. Today, I'm home in Prague. Right? This is a you know, Javi is a Spanish man that lives around that travels around the world and lives in the Czech Republic. Right? I came here for one of my jobs in the industry years ago, and I stayed. So today, I'm home which is rare and strange for me. Well, so good to hear <laughs> you're at home with your family. Now, for those people who didn't listen to your yeah. uh, previous interview or don't know you, uh, well, there's not many people who don't know you, but please give them an introduction and tell us what you do. Well, then my name is Javier, Javi, Javier Diaz. Um, I am from Spain, as I said. I came into the industry by pure and mere chance, by throwing CVs around. Right. One got picked, I did an interview, I arrived in this industry. I didn't know much back in the day. Uh, my background is uh, is law. I have a, much, a bachelor in law in Spain and I have a master's in international business, right? Uh, I've been, I'm, 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 I just turned 40 years old. It's January 2023. 20, uh, I'm the classical example of a millennial. Uh, that has been really well-bred, like studied a couple of languages, have went to university, had to go to the world that was not that, as we promised and had to recycle until I got to, to the industry and to doing what I do. So here I am, super happy. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really thankful that you invited me to come again because as I told you last time, it was two years ago, we're in the middle of the pandemic, right? Last time we talked, remember? Yeah, How yeah. has the world changed, right? Since then. Absolutely. <laughs> it has changed a lot. I mean, if you look around us, uh, the pandemic changed uh, not just business, but the way people live. Oh, indeed. And uh, do you know, do you know how how cool and how impacting was to go back on the road fully without limitations last year and seeing right. lo lots of the connections that we've done or that I was able to do through social media, through LinkedIn, through Instagram, in our industry, meeting them in person. It was super beautiful, super impacting. Some of those people also turned to become, just became our clients for Aclaro. You know that I've worked in one of the mid-sized American LSP called Aclaro, right? So I think today we're going to chat a little bit about this, right? 
Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, uh, Hafi, how has work been for you in the past couple of years? You talked about how things are changing. I know you're super busy. What takes most of your time these days? So, like, uh, like currently, as I told you, it's early 2023. Uh, it's it's the beginning of the year. And as most of us today, I am planning for the rest of the year, right? But if I put it in perspective, uh, I'm building on all the things that, on all the, the, the wins and all the losses as well that I had. On la- from last from these last couple of years, like like when I when we last talked, uh, 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 Sultan, we were in the middle of the pandemic, as I said, and we were discussing how we're gonna get out of this, how are we gonna uh, make business, how are we gonna use social media to leverage to find new clients, right? Well, today I can tell you that this is this this became a reality. So now I'm planning to, as I was just saying, for example, go to visit all those people that I met. And so in some of those that that that, that became uh, our clients, right? So I'm busy preparing this, uh, busy organizing the upcoming events of the of the of Lock Life, which is the community that I built for the localization industry, where I invite in, in industry leaders to come and talk about leadership and the human aspects, right? How those are connected. So I'm I'm preparing basically my trips, the next upcoming events and I hope that I can say soon that I'm preparing as well some live event under the name of Lock Life. Tell me more about it. What's happening on that front? Like, uh, like for example, I'm preparing for the next uh, event. Uh, it's going to take place at, uh, in, in late March. Uh, the next topic I selected and probably for those who know me and who listen to your podcast and, and that know of Lock Life, they know that we discuss those leadership aspects in our industry that, you know, that are normally overseen. People do not really say, okay, this is not important, but I see there's a niche to talk about that. So in the next event, we're discussing the importance of of, of good managing up. Like I, I like I call this event mastering the art of managing up, right? Like I like thanks to my job, thanks to what I'm doing, I am in touch with many industry leaders from the client side mainly, and they tell me how great um, their job is, how great their teams are, but sometimes they find the difficulties within their team for their employees to. I remember one friend saying, "Stop thinking like a translator and think like a manager, like a business manager, right?" So that being said, how this how some of the team members find it difficult to create those relationships with upper management, especially, and to get done what they want to do and to influence positively. And I think we're going to, and I said, we're going to talk about influence, about properly influencing up, right? For the right. good sake of the company. So that's one of the things, that's the next episode that I'm preparing at this point. I've invited you today to cover digital and social media marketing for our industry. It's yeah. something that you, you're you living through this every day. Most LSPs are active in uh, in one form or another online. So, Avi, give us uh, a view of where we stand when it comes to social media marketing in our industry. I really love that you point that out. Like, like most LSPs are active, but hmm, have you realized how they're active? The kind of posts they do out there, Sultan? And, uh, and, well, and, and well, yeah, I mean, it's there's no standard. It's it's all over the yes, place. Yes, it's all over the place. But I'm telling you, like, I I, I do analyze a lot of, of of posts that are out there, and I follow a lot of beautiful big LSPs. Do you know what I miss sometimes? Like to me, the thing that I miss is the factor of humanity within their 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 posts, right? A lot of the posts people do are sound to me always like a press release, some information thrown out there, you know, some some we did this, this achievement, did it da. But there's a lot of 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 the human element that is missing to my understanding. That brings the problem 
or that brings the the the, the see, yeah let's I don't like to call it problem because I don't believe in process I believe in issues but that brings the issue that the audience the targeted audience does does not relate or identify themselves with that brand that company because the message it sounds like a press release right and that's what everybody's trying to or a lot of people a lot of the language service providers in that industry nowadays are trying to figure out right and now precisely in this era that we're living which is called like the era of the influencer marketing etc why do people uh, still do this right so right. so yeah i i believe there's a lot of content out there but there's a lot of lack of of humanity in in the content in the content people put out there right and as i said there are influencers and i want to point another thing out and i think we're going to talk about this too is like the era of community building sultan there is community building community as the base for the growth of all the members for for yourself for those that are members for your business etc right so more humanity i think it's missing there <laughs> yeah well said uh javi you're very active as i said on social media and constantly engage audiences you build communities i mean a good example is local life and you deliver brand messaging and you keep it consistent tell me what is your strategy how do you do that look you know what i'm trying to do now? i really like the question it's like there's there's i mean i've always been a, a a natural user of social media i loved it i loved it my life is always consisted or for the last 10 years consisted in traveling taking beautiful pictures posting them there and 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 just because i wanted to show to those that follow me what i was doing right and and now if i look with perspective and to answer your question what i do is i really try to be natural i really try to be consistent i think that those people that follow me and that buy from me or from my company they know that i'm a positive person i travel the time i'm with members of the of the industry I'm, I'm constantly transmitting positivity. I have, you know, because those are my principles. And I, I, on top of being natural, I try to always tell story. I try to bring something that I also think it's missing a lot in, in social media, especially in our industry, and it's the part of storytelling. I'm telling you that I'm always out there with a, with an industry member or, or I'm, we're discussing these things. I tell you a story that happened to me in my last trip when I was visiting this person from my industry or traveling with one of my industry friends as, I, as my last trip was a couple of weeks ago. So I try to be natural and I try to apply a storytelling method to, to, to do what I do. Let's go and and see how all your efforts, like the storytelling and and this brand yeah. uh, awareness, uh, you know, uh, efforts that you put in. How do you measure the return on investment or ROI from social media marketing? That's that's my friend. That's the million dollar question, and I believe there's no really satisfying answer to that. Right? right. I would say that that the, the the okay like the the answer if i'm asked that and i discussed this internally a few times what is the, how can we measure roi and it's difficult because if you keep using social media uh, in a proper way as i said like finding your voice applying methods of storytelling being natural at the end you really don't know who's watching right I've seen this, uh, like ROI is completely difficult, but let me just go a little bit, like, like tell you an example that happened to me recently. And that's ROI from my understanding. I share it with my company and they said, that's, that's beautiful. Like um, since 
especially since the pandemic. Well, in our industry, we've always been pretty spread up, like, co like the company members, team members in Asia, in the US, in Latin America, in Europe, right? And and the other day, and not counting this, I was in one of the conferences in our industry, and one of our clients that I have never met came to me, like not one, more than one, but I'm telling you about one specific case, I'm like, Javi, I really love the trips you're doing, I really love uh, how you're this this uplifting post that you're doing these up things keep doing this right that's roi that's roi because at the end right. uh, 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 it's organic it's 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 organic it's not measurable it's organic but then here you are you're getting the conversation from a prospective buyer right this person that is one day is going to buy from you is talking to you telling you these beautiful things that's roi how measurable is that i'm sorry there's not a tool it's things that you can do i mean little things yeah, try to note, for example, those little advances, those posts you do, those little conversations you have in a CRM, but that helps to keep a little bit of an order. But to be honest, from my understanding, the ROI is what I've just explained and not measurable in the classical metrics that you can go to a platform and say, oh, this is ROI, right? You, you're right. Uh, I mean, there is a metric for ROI and then there is... Um, the human element to it where you get organic feedback and people actually tell you how much of a difference you're making and you build business as a result of that. A common mistake in yes. our industry is that we're all trying to uh, market to each other. I mean, we, uh, you know, uh, it feels like every translation company wants to um, impress another translation company about how great they're doing. Um, what is wrong with that approach? For example, you know, I haven't heard many translation companies saying how they are making a difference in the insurance industry or technology industry and so forth. Everyone is talking about how great their translation memory system is or machine translation is or things that only resonate to us, not to people outside our industry who are buying our services. Tell me about that. How are you going to change that? Look, I believe uh, or, 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 or I, I think that you have a point here, totally Sultan. Like, and, and, and I've touched and I covered this in log life many times. And I think it's maybe related to the lack of empathy that people can have, how to uh, impose themselves, how big they are and stuff like that. And, and not how, how amazing they are, how amazing are their achievements instead of coming to somebody and asking what is what you need, what is wrong with you once you have developed true relationships. To me, the key to avoid this marketing to each other would be perhaps applying a social selling methodology in which based on true relationships, people within our industry and outside of industry, once you build those relationships with a real high level of empathy, you can, uh, uh, the, the sale is done, the social selling methodology applies. I want to buy from you because you listen to me or whatever, right? That's, I think that factor might be missed in many times, in many occasions. And uh, and not all the sales departments might have this. That might be the point that we're covering now. Understood. What do you, do, what do you think? Do you, do you see it like this as well as a, as a bit of a perhaps lack of empathy? I think so. I think it's, uh, you know, um, we all try to have uh, a bit of an ego. We think that, you know, if I'm talking in this language or in this terminology, or if I'm using this terminology, everyone must understand me. Not that everyone will understand me. Everyone must understand me, which creates a bit of a disconnect because the buyers 
have a choice of um, choosing which supplier most resonate with them. So if you're selling to someone, um, my personal opinion is that uh, you need to speak to them, you need to appeal to them. You cannot be talking about ice cream ingredients when you're selling ice cream to a child, right? You have indeed, to talk about how, how tasty it is. So, and, and the problem is that we are doing, we're talking about the ingredients and not the color or or the aspects of the ice cream that would appeal to a child because uh, I'm, I'm not actually comparing our customers to a child. I'm just, it's an analogy that shows that everybody has a different language. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, as an industry, we need to change this. And social media presents us that opportunity. Yes. Uh, except that right now we are still focused on the same stuff. I mean, no disrespect to any of our associations. Uh, every association that I go to, they are talking about the same thing. Oh, uh, here you come, you will learn about the industry. We are the voice of the industry, but our industry does not need a voice. Our customers need a voice and we need to speak in that voice. Nobody's doing that. So the lack of empathy is what I've been been telling you. It's, it's, it's clear (laughs) that it's there. Right, right. Like why don't, like, like, and, 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 and this is something we can discuss as well, right? Because, if you want to change it, you need to be empathetic. You need to find your purpose and understand your audience, right? Well, uh, Javi, let's move on. Let's uh, shift our focus on how we should do social marketing. I mean, there are a variety of ways to connect with people socially. Since you are an expert in this year area, how do you suggest people should prioritize the different platforms and build mm-hmm. strategies around that? I mean, LinkedIn is a lot different than Facebook, and that's different than Twitter, and Twitter is much more different than TikTok. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, like, like. First, first of all, I will discuss today what what the methodology that has worked for me and what I'm trying to implement through Lock Life, what is working for us in in a class, right? Because right. you know, the first thing I'm going to tell you, Sultan, is that one has to find a purpose. What's that? Your what's your passion? What are you good at? How do you project that passion? How do you uh, like like transmit it to others, right? And that's that's although it sounds crazy and 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 oh my god that's so easy to do, if you go out there and you ask a lot of people, most of the people, regardless of they're in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, or sixties, can you believe they still haven't found your passion, their passion? Right. How are I they know. gonna? Be? Yeah. It is true. It's true. This is unfortunately a very bad aspect in life. If you ask me, and I was telling my friend the other day, what is your passion, Javi? It's like I'll reply to you in, within a second. My passion is knowing the world, connecting people, traveling, visiting them. If I can connect, connect. And if I can help them, help them. This is the true passion. It's bringing me doors. Uh, it's open me. It's open doors for me. It's open doors for my profession, for my development, it's for, and, it's, and it's bringing business to my company. Can you believe it? So first, everyone should find a passion. Everyone should find a way to. I mean, what, what's what what they're best in and exp, and and and. and and, and and project it right right and then, and then how can you and, and then and then once you have found what you like like come on nowadays with all those social media platforms you you refer to and especially our industry is very focused on linkedin it's very strongly on linkedin know how to use that tool and i'm telling you there's quite a couple of courses out there a couple of indications that can help you to improve your social media writing, the message you can communicate, the ideas you can transmit. So once you have found that purpose, without selling it, find a proper way to to 
to transmit those ideas that is consistent, right? And then like like the last that the last that I would that I would suggest is like as I said before, develop storytelling skills. And it's not difficult because if you check any any movie, let's check, for example, let's go to Star Wars or whatever. It's always the same. There is a lost hero that finds a, there is a lost hero who you can think it is your client that finds a, a master, like Master Yoda, which is you, who helps him realize and achieve his thing. And how do you tell all that story? It's a good way uh, to, to apply storytelling, marketing, storytelling uh, methodologies and, 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 and thrive nowadays, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's about connecting with people because at the end of the day, people buy from people. Now, let's let's talk about uh, a typical LSP. What does uh, engagement on social media and these channels, how, what does it look like and what does it mean for an LSP when you talk about engagement? Mm-hmm. How should they target audiences? Uh, I mean, they have to decide who they want to speak with. Yeah, so as I said, my friend, like like everyone's voice or everyone's, Target. Well, it's not. It's not all all different. But everyone has to find, first of all, that that that's right audience. Which uh, surprisingly, a lot of LSPs do not even do not find it yet or haven't found it. A lot of language service providers have not found who they want to sell to. Maybe they're instead of being focused in one thing, they're focusing five. So the message they produce might not be the correct for everybody, right? So you have to find the right audience, find the right message. Build. Sorry, pardon. Before before that, I would like to say, like before finding the right message, I like to say, like build and nurture that audience, right? Once you found it, build and nurture it, and then once that that goes the the point that I said before, and sorry for the mixing, that goes that message that might be a bit different depending on who is listening, right? What is the kind of content that should be included in that message, like um, in in like I'm trying to do a lot of leadership talks to spread leadership content that gets to leaders, potential leaders, or those who are starting leadership, or those who are there, who at the end come and talk to me and they ask me, oh, what does Aclaro do? And they end up doing business, right? So that's the kind of thing, the content, developing it. And and I tell you one thing that, that we discussed before is rule, once you've done these four steps, rule number one within the, the content created is like, you cannot sell. You cannot sell or you cannot speak in content about the achievements of your company. Nobody likes that. And a lot of people still do. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that it's it's a very common trend and you, you can't be simply saying how good you are when the focus is on the customer. Now, there are social engagements, ads, promoted content and so on and so forth. What works best for LSPs uh, when it comes to uh, social media? Look, you, I'm going to tell you what works best. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to tell you what works for, for me and what I saw. I really like a lot the role of a proper community builder that can use the, the platforms out there to transmit the content that I told you before. That's what I think works the best. We You, we, you mentioned it before, it's engaged, whether it's engagement, ads, promoted content. What people do not normally follow is brands, right? It's ideas and, of course, other people. So how about if an LSP or each LSP would have their own community builder? There's beautiful people that are doing it out there, like, for example, also my friend, 
Jan Hinrich, who is the promoter of uh, the creator of the community of Lock Lunch, look at the thing he's done. Those things work really well, and the reach can be very big in a in an industry as tight as ours. This podcast is made possible with sponsorship from Hybrid Links, a human in the loop provider of translation and data collection services for healthcare, education, legal, and government sectors. Visit hybridlinks.com to learn more. Let's let's focus on on a specific social media platform. Let's look at uh, LinkedIn. That's where uh, most of business folks hang around. It, it is a platform where we are all used to, and you're very active on LinkedIn. Uh, how can LSPs take advantage of the organic content and opportunities to develop more business on on LinkedIn? Yeah, like like I tell you one thing: you need to spend hours and hours and hours there. You need to like put together once if you follow the the, the type of advice that I shared before that works for me, like finding that audience, nurturing the audience, creating the right content, be consistent on that platform, post, do regular posts. And here's the most important thing, interact with that people, go to see who comments, send them a message that is private, you know, care, care about them. How are you doing? Are you good? And those things that require a lot of time and dedication are what at the end pay off, pay back in business for your, for that LSP. So starting with with naming a person, spending a lot of following the, the the advice that I gave, and spending really a lot of hours there, and taking care of the people and you know connecting with them really that's what works. Uh, Javi, people are obsessed with numbers on social media in terms of uh, you know how far it reaches and so forth. Everyone wants more connections, more likes, more followers, and more visibility. What is the right combination? What numbers and the statistics actually matter for you to get your message out through the content that you publish? Let me tell you one thing, like like from from the very beginning, like numbers do not matter that much. It's quality and it's 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 the real relationships that you build through social media that you nurture with people that you probably had seen before that matter. Those are the two factors that matter. Let me tell you a story. I, I I didn't multiply by three my number of of people or connections and followers that I have on, on LinkedIn. I, they were incrementally going up, and uh, for the last two years, what I've been doing has brought benefits to Aclaro. Last year, we brought a lot of of like almost twenty to twenty five percent of the new business came through my doing uh, through Log Life, right? So and and I wasn't very focused on numbers. And on the other hand, I know that there's other people that focus on growing their audience and they have different purpose and they still haven't met their goals. What matter is really the quality of the audience, really the quality of the relationships you can build with that audience. That's what really matters. It's always better to have a good and good person that you know, that you can make friends with, and that then it's closer to buy from you than having these 10,000 or 20,000 people that follow you that, yeah, that, that, that all they do is comment and like and, 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 and you don't get fulfilled or you don't get your, your, your business coming from them, right? All right. Uh, Javi, how do you create an influencer for your business? Uh, do you have to team up with someone who is a rock star in your client's industry? Uh, for example, if you're an LSP, would you rather be associated with an influencer that is 
very popular and it specializes, uh, for example, in healthcare or legal industry. I mean, they have their own, um, you know, cheerleaders there, if you will, on social media. Or do you have to find an influencer that is promoting similar LSP services to others? Well, look, do you know that I, I really do not like the the term influencer? When I think right. of influencer, especially coming from our industry, I think of somebody that's promoting a bikini or some certain products or a perfume or whatever, right? And I, I really like two words. And one I mentioned it before. One is the role of the community builder. And the second word that I want to bring up now is the word of the connector. I think in an industry such as niche as ours and so connected and so let's call it small, right? When, and based on what I've been saying, the importance of building those relationships, quality of those relationships, I would rather focus and or call for the importance of a connector, right? A person that really connects, for example, let me versus an influencer. To me, an influencer, as I said before, is that kind of person. But a connector, I would differentiate it from an influencer in the in the, um, for example, in the fact that. A connector really cares about what's going on with the community, what's going on with the people there, who lost their job, who can I help with, or who, when they got a new job, needs a new vendor, right? So I think that's what really makes the difference in an industry like ours, rather than teaming up with somebody that, you know, or an influencer or somebody that tells you, hey, I'm going to turn you into an influencer. Yeah, but do you understand how we do business in our industry. Do you understand the voice that I want now? It could be more more complicated, right? So please, everyone go and find their industry, their, their connector in, within their, their LSP. Um, I noticed that in, in social media, um, you know, it has become very personal, even on that business front. Um, people constantly uh, deal with, you know, or talk about personal things. How does it pay off when people bring in personal or unrelated stuff off-topic stuff to the context of business. How do you monetize on that type of content? That's 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 the key of this all, Sultan. I think, like as and I mentioned it before, people are interested in people, not in companies. Like like, and especially, and I didn't say this, in an industry like ours, which at the end we all want to translate the client's content, right? So the more you're able to create an image, create interesting personal content, of course. Like like with with a certain type of of barrier, I don't want to be like posting about my girlfriend or my relationships or what I did drinking cocktails last weekend on certain channel, not on another. Then the more it's going to work, right? So I I believe there's always a leverage, and I'm gonna tell you another story about my trips. For example, I'm lucky enough to have the role of the connector, community builder. I'm lucky enough, as I said, or to to beautifully be building around the methodology of social selling or or of, of of storytelling and i'm able to travel a lot with whether to visit friends in some part of the world mostly in america uh, or in europe or to travel with them i travel a lot with a great friend of mine who is a director of organization in the industry and i tell stories that happen to us there or conversations that we have and uh, that's that people feel like, oh my God, this guy is having this problem as well. Oh my God, this guy, wanna, he jumped into this other person the other day and by coincidence, well, that's funny, right? And that keeps, you know, that keeps your audience engaged and not that they're waiting for you to post the next thing, but once you post, they read, right? 
So I think that's that's what works, the human part, because like we follow people. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I see that you're constantly looking at that aspect of uh, resonating with people, connecting with them and, and understanding what they care about. And again, marketing of any kind is uh, of topic or content or service is about raising awareness, uh, right? I think we all agree on that. How do LSPs yeah. uh, create engagement? For example, do they get people to visit their websites, attend their events, read their posts? What is the right combination? What should LSPs be placing in front of uh, potential customers that they would say, okay, you know, if for this industry, I'm interested in their webinars or I'm interested in, in learning more or a little bit, you know, this is something that we all focus on right now is educating our customers. And by that way, all I mean is like most companies talk about translation memory and machine translation and how great human translation is. But do customers really care about that? Are we actually presenting them with the right information? Look, I, I would say that that really whatever suits you best, whatever works for one. But we, we've seen and you and me know that most of the of the of the let's call it leads or, or prospective clients that come to one do not come through visits on the website, right? They come through references, through com through through conversations, through chats on LinkedIn, etc. Right. So uh, um, I would say that to create engagement, the best thing is to properly learn how to use social media, how to put the right content under, how to attract in, uh, interest for people to to for those prospect clients to follow you to, and to have those real good conversations and never force it. Right. So there's always, of course, you always need to have a website. But I think, and once again, let me focus again and, and say it again, because I don't think I said it enough times, the role of a connector for these for these particular situations we're discussing is key, right? To keep, you know, the the the, the things moving, right? Okay, come and check this, come and wait, look at the website, da, 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 right? I think that's that's the point, right? What do you make of the new platforms popping up like TikTok? Um, how can LSP type businesses benefit from these emerging social media platforms? I mean, uh, I, like, like I've never opened a TikTok account. I don't have a TikTok, <laughs> but I'm. Um, but there's one thing that I want to touch upon here. It's like, like first of all, let's 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 say the following: find whatever platform works for you. If you think that your clients are on TikTok, if you think that your clients are on LinkedIn, if you think your clients are on Facebook, find it and use it. But here's what I want to, to add as well. Lose the fear of projecting good content and good messages regardless of the platform. And here's I want to say this because a lot of, and I mentioned before, a lot of the content we are used to find on the platform that we are most, most of us using on the industry, which is LinkedIn, is always communications and kind of like uh, press releases and that's not cool so once you find the platform please do not be do not be scared of transmitting human messages there it works it really works Javi the the, the world is changing I mean uh, a newer generation is taking over in business whether it is on the supply side or provider side and uh, there's the millennial and the generations after that that will be active and most of to them um, TikTok is for 
of uh, a platform where they will be getting a lot of their information from, whether we like it or not. And similarly, Instagram, there's a bunch of other ones. I am not particularly a social media savvy person, but I think that there is a potential use case. There's a potential goldmine of opportunity yeah. to reach out to the new buyer of our services. Yeah. And uh, since you are so active, what do you think? Do you think we can capitalize uh, on, on these new platforms by teaming up with people who are already successful? Or do you suggest that we establish new ways of raising awareness through these uh, these platforms? Because at the end of the day, as you say, when it comes to social selling, it's all about the human experience. You know, for example, yourself, yes. when you're traveling, you're posting pictures of yourself on a mountain, a beautiful landscape. How can you leverage that on these new platforms? Like, like I've seen a couple of examples that are very good in our industry from one person, or two, two, like actually I'm thinking of one right now, who is posting exactly the same content on, on Instagram, on LinkedIn and by her posts, I said her, so it's a, it's a, it's a female <laughs> on her post. She says like, find me on TikTok here. So that's working out for this person very well. So as I said before, like learn to use it, use it the way you think it works. And if you want to repeat the content platform over platform, it's totally doable, right? On teaming with, with other influencers, hmm, like, this is like, I would always prefer to build it by myself, to spend the real time building it by myself. I know it's a, it's a pain sometimes and it requires a lot of, a lot of time. And some of the companies that pay your salaries are not willing to spend that time, right? So it's an extra work, experiment it and go doing it little by little. I think, I think that, that that's, that's the way to get a good use of social media. That's like, like it's. Like, as I said, like, it's it's very interesting to see how this person, for instance, is the example. And I do it almost all the time because I, sometimes I use photos for Instagram and then I use them on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Eh? So, you know, it's not the real, the, it's, it's, it's the message, it's not the channel. So don't be scared of, of using the, the channel the way it's, it, you think suits your voice, right? Your, your message. People have a very short attention span. Um, this is Javi. It seems like scrolling takes away all their focus from the content itself. How do you get them to find your content and more importantly, to read it and then interact with it? I've done, I mean, I, I learned to use social media, as I said, in a way that, for example, I do not, I try to not post like endless 30 minutes kind of Bible posts. I do them sometimes long, but but not as long. So, you know, um, and, 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 and using a lot of point by point as well, I try to do so people have a quick look. Oh, here's a point, a second point, a third point. So I try to do that a lot, especially on, on LinkedIn, on this platform that, as I said, for our localization industry, we're all, all there and all connected, right? So that's that's a good way of, of, of that is working for me for people to read my content and to yeah and to read my stories more than my content let's let's call it stories Sultan I prefer the word stories <laughs> the stories I tell do you think that LSPs need specialized and dedicated social media and digital content support um, someone who's constantly looking after that should this be outsourced or can it be learned and or developed in house Y E S yes like the role of the content creator and the role of the user of social media is something that should be a whole role for one LSP. 
I understand that this might be more complicated in one of in some of the big ones, which are very complex themselves. But in mid-sized companies like the one I work for or other smaller companies, this role is key. I vouch and I advocate for people to choose a person within the company and make it the champion. On my end, as you've probably seen, I created this role itself, Global Brand Champion. Uh, I just said it before, but I think it's never bad to repeat it. Uh, I prefer to to learn by experiencing doing good, doing it bad, rather than externalizing all of these services. It's risky when you externalize the whole thing. Like who understands your voice better than yourself, right? Nobody does, right? So externalizing all of the services might be complicated and pay not as pay not back as well as you as you expect turn your content or your stories into mere um, press releases that don't say nothing to the audience. On the other hand, once you have found those things, there are definitely services that you can um, externalize. I don't know, I, look, I do a lot of video. I have somebody that helps me create those videos. Uh, I share with other people as well. I have these ideas for content posts that, that I'm going to go and talk to people about this. What do you think? And they give me their opinions. Those, once you have found your voice and you have an idea of what you want to, com to, to comment, some of the services might be externalized. But let's say some of the logistical services, okay? Does it make sense? Tell me how important uh, it is to be consistent with the type and frequency of content or stories, as you call them, on social media. On a scale from 1 to 10, a 20. Consistency is what matters the most. And uh, I'm talking about uh, once you've learned to use the platform itself, uh, the, the platforms your, yourself, be consistent, post consistently, tell your stories consistently. And what is most important, talk to the audience, to the to the people in your community consistently, like care about them. It's extremely important. And in closing, Javi, what advice would you give LSPs trying to market and promote their services through social media? What are you waiting for? to be human, find your voice, be consistent, and invest real time in this if you're not doing it. Don't just use social media as a side thing to your business. Trust me, the future of, or the future, not the future, the present of sales and of human marketing and of social selling is in the good use of social media. Javi, as always, um, it is really interesting and fun to speak with you. And uh, there is a lot for language companies to learn about marketing in innovative ways across the social and digital channels um, that are popular and trendy these days. And, and you covered quite a bit of them. So let me thank you for all the information that you shared with us. And I hope we can do this again sometime. Definitely. I'm open to, to, to chat with you because I think you have built also a beautiful community of followers. I know that people really appreciate your your your, your what you're doing, bringing these chats with industry known people, Jessica, Renato, Anna, Kerry, all of these people that come and share their beautiful ideas and their the ways of doing it in our industry, right? So I'm always happy to come back. If anything, I appreciate that. You know, you know where to find me on LinkedIn, Javier Diaz Fernandez Carvajal, and looking forward to hearing and to coming back. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Javi, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you again. Thanks. 
Okay, it's time for my roundup of the interview and my analysis as to what has been discussed. No company can claim successful marketing today if they are not leveraging the power of social media. Brand influencers bring in a lot of value in the form of connecting buyers to products and services. Language industry is no different except in the sense that most of our services are delivered and consumed in B2B settings. However, at the end we are all people and we need to know what is available to us to use as a service and this is where social media and influencer marketing comes in handy. As Javi said, we must be in front of our potential customers all the time and engage them. We must remember that bad news spreads faster than good news on social media. Influencers and marketing solution providers offer ways to maintain transparency, show integrity and deliver genuine user experiences starting with targeted marketing. This brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Javi and please do follow him on social media if you're not connected to him already. Don't forget to subscribe to the Translation Company Talk podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify or your platform of choice and give this episode a 5-star rating. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode.